Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the V-Twin Life. Today, we're doing something a little different. A lot of people, when you tend to think motorcycles and Harleys and Yamahas or whatever bike you ride, it's always, everybody thinks about guys. Well, there's also another side of motorcycles, and there are also a lot of female riders. So I'd reached out to a friend, Jenny, who not only rides, but I think it's fair to say that motorcycles pretty much consume her life. Is She also works in a dealership. She knows motorcycles. She rides them. She sold them. She's done a lot. So I figured this would be an awesome person to have on and talk motorcycles and what fuels her passion about motorcycles. What's going on, Jenny? Hey, hey. Hi. Yeah. Um, I work at Harley now and pretty much motorcycles are my lifeblood. So uh, I think you had that pretty accurate. So hi, thanks for thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. I think this will be fun. Oh, I'm super excited. Um, when you were introducing me, I'm not going to lie, I was dancing on the other side of the phone. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was pretty excited myself. I've been excited to do this one since we talked the other day. I figured this would be awesome. Oh, definitely. Now, I have to ask you, though, um, do you do you have the Rona? I do. Oh, you do? Because I think it's contagious because I'm sipping on mine, too. That's right. I got a nice <laughs> ice cold one with a nice fresh <laughs> slice of lime in it. <laughs> well, good. I'm feeling a little Corona extra, so this will be a good conversation. Absolutely. So I guess it'd be fair to say, what, what got you started into uh, the passion of motorcycles? Oh, man. Um, you know, I have a coaster on my desk um, at work. I'm a service advisor at Northwest Harley. And on my desk, it says, um, now I understand why dogs put their heads out the window. And um, there's, it's, I think about that often. When I look at it and I think about the, the rush of excitement that I get whenever I throw my leg over a bike. And I think what got me involved in it was I've always been an adrenaline junkie, but I remember my dad taking me out for my first ride and I was so filled with so much tingles and emotions and excitement. I just couldn't, I just couldn't shake it. And so uh, I pretty much immersed my life into bikes so I can constantly chase that feeling. There you go. You know, I think it's kind of funny that you actually have ties to my hometown. Yeah, so Port Angeles. I um I actually grew up there. Actually, my very first motorcycle ride was in Port Angeles. So um I lived there from age oh man, I think age four to age, I believe it was age eleven. So I have cruised um I've cruised those streets as on the back of my dad's bike. Talk about a small world. <laughs> very small world. That when you reached out to me, I was at Port Angeles. Most people think of that area as, you know, twilight zone. But um, I, I saw that. I was like, oh, man, he rides bikes in my area. I bet you I've waved to him a couple of times. That's probably has happened. Most likely. You know, that's I love that part about being in the biker community. You can tell, um, you know, which ones have been in the, the, the community for a while because there's that, you know, two wheels down, you know, two fingers down for keep your oh, shoe yes. on the road. <laughs> Very true. It's pretty funny, you know, you meet people, where are you from? You, you know, some poor dancers, what's that? And, well, it's like you said, you ever seen the movie Twilight? Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. Oh, right yeah. Right up there. <laughs> I, um, I, went, I lived in North Dakota for a while, and I was actually a phlebotomist. So, you know, I drew blood uh, for, for the hospital and testing. And it was kind of ironic because I called myself the OG vampire. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, Forks. Forks, Washington. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Twilight. I'm like, yeah, I'm the sister town next to it. That's where I was raised. <laughs> so I'm your nice. OG vampire. <laughs> oh, that's too good. Oh, yeah. 
So currently, I mean, you're actually in the process of, of rebuilding your bike, but you know, we should let everybody know. So what's, what's your current bike that, that you're going with right now? Oh, my baby, the love of my life is a 2018 Harley Davidson Heritage Softail. So I know you're, you're called the V-Twin life and I will never disrespect a V-Twin motor, but I do ride an M8. Um, before I put exhaust on it, I felt like I was, um, I felt like I was riding on a, an over, over glorified sewing machine. Um, but now I have, uh, two into one D and D fat cat exhaust on it and mm, she purrs. Oh, now, now I'm getting jealous. Cause <laughs> that's, I mean, I, I got slip ones on mine. I mean, they're, I don't think there's much packing left. Cause I mean, I've upgraded mine from the 88 to the 95. Well, I, I did it. The previous mm-hmm. owner, which would be my father did some motor work to it and it's got slip ons, but still the stock head pipes. I've been really looking at doing the, the D and D going two into one. I mean, they have some great performance. I love the sound. But for me, it's just really hard to get past on a beggar having duels. It's just that's always how it's been. Mm-hmm. But I know D and D, excuse me, it does offer the ghost pipe, mm-hmm. so it still looks like that you're running duels. And it's like, yeah, I, I just love it. And <laughs> it's- the sound, and I've been getting more, you know, leaning towards a two into one because I've, from what I've read, stuff I've watched, and people I talk to, you do get a lot more performance out of them. Oh yes, sir. And yeah, that's one of the next little wish lists towards the top of it is definitely new exhaust. Cause I did crack the rear cylinder head pipe mm. this summer when I we were putting on the new tire, getting the axle bolt out, it actually snapped the head pipe. And a, I got a friend that's a really good welder and fabricator. And I, he was lucky enough said, dude, bring me the pipe. I'll have it fixed tomorrow. And he welded the whole thing back up for me. And I was back on the road the next day. Oh, I'm envious. Um, I, I, I've been, bikeless now for about a year so uh although i say i ride her she's she's at the doctor right now getting repaired and but my previous bike my very first harley was a 2014 fat boy i called her my fat girl low i love that <laughs> bike but that's actually where i fell in love with the dnd um and ever since then i just i love the performance that i had i love the sound that it gave out um, and so I just decided from now on, I'm only going to run D and D. There are no other exhausts in my mind. That is, I'm going to be a little brand loyal to D and D probably forever. Hey, and everybody finds the product or something that works for them and they just stick with it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. When you find something you like, go with it. Heck yeah. Absolutely. Do you ever... like cleaning products? I'm sorry. Like cleaning products. Like last week we went on a. When I was down in Oregon, my dad's friend, Todd, which I got to laugh because he has like one saddlebag on a street glide. It's like the detail kit. Mm-hmm. You open it up. I mean, there's cleaning products, there's rags. And he actually got me turned on to the Lucas cleaner. Oh, yeah. And I I will admit, I ended up buying a bottle of it the next day and was between baseball games, ended up polishing, cleaning my bike up. And that stuff is awesome. Well, since we're bringing this up, I, I feel sometimes I feel guilty about this. But let me ask you, Denver. How often do you actually wash your bike? Um, honestly, probably too frequently. <laughs> really? <laughs> I never wash mine. <laughs> it's just, I mean, you know, mine's 14 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm the second owner. The first was my dad. I mean, he took meticulous care of it. I mean, it is clean. There's a lot of chrome and I just, it's so nice. I just can't do it. It's like, you know, it gets dirty and I do wash it a lot just because it looks, she looks nice when she's clean, all black and chrome. And I call her Black Betty. That's her name. And 
I do keep her clean. I like it. Yeah, that's good. I um, The only time my girl gets washed, my girl's name is Merlot. Um, and every time Merlot gets a bath, the only time she gets a bath is if I ever take her into the doctors or the dealership to get some work done to her. Um, they do that that complimentary wash. And trust me, she gets compliments afterwards because she comes in not looking so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, probably for me, I'd say every every other wash, I pull off the rear saddlebags. And of course, with mine, I mean, I have LED lights that I've mounted underneath the saddlebags, little accent lights at night to make it glow. Mm-hmm. And so I'll do those and I'll clean the you know backside of the saddlebags and really getting some of the nooks and crannies probably every other wash but last week i just did a nice ceramic wax job on it and actually i'm pretty impressed with the ceramic wax and then go over it with lucas after like 500 mile ride through all the bugs at night and dude they wiped right off and the shine was awesome it's like dude this is that ceramic wax is impressive it was um i think the only well the number one tip i ever got from anybody i used to um, in North Dakota, I, I met a lot of club guys um, in some clubs, and that's actually how, who encouraged me to keep riding. And I think that because I was so used to riding with all these guys, we went on rides probably three times a week. Um, as far as why I'm so confident on a bike. But I think the best piece of cleaning advice I'd ever got was Lemon Pledge. I've heard that from a few people, too, honestly. Yeah, I have. A, I told that to some of my girlfriends. I ride with a group called the Litas, and I'm sure we'll talk about them for a minute. But um, I was, I went and visited one of my friends and I brought my bottle of pledge. She's like, what are you doing? I said, trust me, when we get riding, you're going to want all that extra dirt and stuff to not stick to your bike. And that is uh, probably one of the best little, you know, well-kept secrets that I know is have a bottle of lemon pledge. (laughs) You know, another one I found out the other day, like a lot of people, you know, not to go away from motorcycles, but even like washing their cars when it comes to you know, tire wet or keeping your tire shine mm-hmm. is actually mop and glow. Really? It shines them up and holds a shine forever. And it made it way cheaper than going to buying, whether you're buying the black magic tire wet or Eagle one or whatever product you like mop and glow is cheap. You dump it on a rag and wipe around your tires and they shine forever. I think that eventually you and I are going to have to go for a ride and one of us will use a regular, you know, tire shine. The other one will use mop and glow and we'll see who stays uh, <laughs> looking prettiest the longest. <laughs> go down the, around the canal and where you get a dozen microclimates, you go rain, snow, oh, yeah. hail, sunshiny, back to rain, fog. Yeah. I swear the, the canal has not treated me very nice when it comes to weather this year. I've been down it so many times and it starts off great and you never know what you're going to run into. Oh, you mean the weather's bipolar here? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I was living in North Dakota, I was uh, I was shocked because I was always told in Washington, you never trust a weatherman. You know, he's a uh, he's never uh, never to be trusted because the weather is never what he says it's going to be. And North Dakota was always 100 percent accurate. But uh, I since coming back here, it's like, oh, I never know what to predict with the weather anymore. <laughs> so do I bring rain gear? Do I not bring rain gear? Always bring rain gear. We're in Washington. Always have your rain gear. <laughs> yeah. Or at least have layers and be ready. Uh, other secret. Well, I don't think it's a secret, but I always do keep a, a full size, you know, like 55 gallon black trash, uh, black um, trash bag. Because that has saved me more than once to keep my core dry and sewing a trash bag over myself. <laughs> hey, and they don't take up much room in a saddlebag whatsoever. Oh, not I mean, at all. Heck, it can fit in your pocket. Yeah. Talk about multifunctional, you know. I mean, it's like me. I'll admit, I mean, a lot of times I'll ride with half finger gloves. Mm-hmm. 
but I got a pair of, you know, medium weight Joe rocket ones. And I do keep my super heavy warm ones in there. You never know. I, I remember um, when I was riding, I was riding from North Dakota to Washington um, it was end of November. It was super, super cold. Um, all my buddies were on their CBOs. I had, we wanted a group of four people and they all had their CBOs or their ultra. So of course they've got their heated grips, you know, and I'm sitting here in my, with my non-heated grips with my leather gloves and I had hand warmers uh, sucked in my gloves. And I remember one of the hand warmers broke and I actually got a chemical burn on my hands. But when we got oh, up, when we got up to the gas station, there was another motorcyclist and uh, it's just amazing how when you see another biker, you just immediately strike up a conversation, you know, and he saw me messing with my hand because, you know, it was, it was red and sore and, and kind of blistered up. And he gets into his saddlebag and he hands me a set of neoprene gloves. And I'm like, well, you know, what are these for? He goes, put them on your hands and then put them into your gloves. Number one, it keeps them dry. Number two, it, it insulates all the heat. And then you can put your hand warmers on top of that. And, you know, there's little little secrets of the road when you're riding. I actually have a pair of Kenai River Fishing neoprene gloves that I do keep in my bag. Oh, really? But recently, I found, I used to have a really nice, they were an older pair of gloves. God, they must have been made in the 80s. And when my son was working up at Hurricane Ridge, he borrowed them one time and absolutely destroyed them on the rope toe. It's like, oh. and They were like but, the perfect amount of broken in, right? Oh, they were. Oh, they were so nice to wear on, in foul weather. But my buddy I had on the podcast the other night, Dustin Clark, when he bought his Ultra, mm-hmm. I mean, besides a guy gave him two helmets, I think he got three coats. I'm not joking. Ten pairs of gloves with the bike. Was this at a dealership? Because, dang, we got to set our no, game it, up. It was a private sale. Wow. So when I went up there, he's like, dude, you, you need any gloves? I'm like, well, I have some. So he you know, gives me another pair of half-finger. They're actually the Harley-Davidson gloves. Mm-hmm. But he had a set of full-finger I want to say they might be Olympia, but they look like they're probably made in the 80s. They're super thick, sheep line gloves. But I'll tell you what, in cold weather, my hands stay so toasty warm. I freaking love them. Oh, that's awesome. Plus, you know, one more thing. It's like I just throw in the tour pack. I I do keep three pairs of gloves in there. I mean, I got my half finger. I got some medium weight. And then I also keep some heavy just because you go to some of these areas or whether you're leaving early in the morning you run into fog or whatnot, like we have in this area, it gets cold. Oh, yeah, it does. You and- get that moisture in the air. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we did that run down to Oregon week, week and a half ago, we stopped in Hoodsport and I had to take off my lightweight, you know, full finger gloves. And I went to the the heavy ones because it was cold. Oh, yeah. That's um, one thing I've definitely noticed from riding on the, the Pacific Northwest again. Um, is that, yeah, it's a wet cold. In North Dakota, everything was a dry cold. And so it was very easy to keep warm. But here, it's like that cold penetrates you down to the bone. Um, and so I uh, I regret selling my heated gear. Most of the time, I'm like, oh, I'll just tough it out. You know, I've got to be one of the tough ones. But I definitely regret selling my heated gear. I've thought about it being as my bike's all wired up for it. But I, I haven't gone that route yet. In some ways, like I don't want to age myself and, and go that way but yeah I don't know maybe one of these days I um so like I said I work in the service department now and people are um uh, a lot of people are bringing in their bikes and they're you know I want to hook up the heated grips and hook up for the heated jacket get the plug in and the pigtail for it and uh one of my coworkers, he kind of laughs at them but it's like you know what they're riding for comfort you know not everyone is a 
is a ride rain or shine as hard as we can, you know, and just be tough and tough it all out. Now I'm mildly that way, but I know eventually I'm going to be like, Oh, heated grips. Those sound nice, but I'm just, I'm just not there yet. I know. And I did find a dealership that's having a killer deal on them right now. It's like, it was tempting. Yeah. New grips installed for three ninety nine. It's like, Ooh, that's, Ooh. that's very tempting. Oh yeah, definitely. But I'll wait. Uh, I'm not. I'm not ready to go that route just yet. Although, you know, we stopped. I got two friends that do have them, and I felt their grips. Like, man, that's really got to be nice. Honestly, you'll say that now, but you know, Christmas is gonna gonna, gonna come around, and you're gonna want to give your bike a motor uh, a Christmas gift. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, we'll, we'll make sure to tell Santa about that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, hey, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> So actually, as we talked earlier, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Litas? I would love to. So um, I, when I first started working at Harley Davidson, you know, the, I worked with the Department of All Men. Um, and they were like, oh, Jenny, you know, you should get involved in some of these ladies motorcycle groups um, and these motorcycle clubs because, you know, that will be a good end to selling bikes. You know, because you're a female, these females want bikes. And so I started kind of looking around online, you know, top female riding groups, top female motorcycle clubs. And um, started looking around, doing some research, and I'm pretty picky um, on the the type of women that I like to be around. I am very drama free, um, and I wanted to sense a motorcycle community. The same type I had with the guys in North Dakota, I was basically the little sister of all the guys, and I wanted to have that with some girls. And so I looked into a t- couple of groups, and they just their niche didn't seem to fit me where I wanted to. I went to a couple of their meetups, and just it's not that they were bad gals, just their niche didn't didn't you know light my fire and then um, I remember my marketing manager coming up to me and he goes hey Jenny have you heard about this group called the Litas they have a chapter up in Puget Sound so Seattle area and I was like oh okay you know um, I could go up there and talk to my my sales manager at the time was like hey I need a day off work I'm gonna go meet some of these gals of course he was gung-ho for it like yeah she's gonna bring all these girls to sell bikes to and then I actually reached out to them online and found out that there was a group in Olympia. And so I took the day off work, went to one of their meetups and found this incredible gal pack of these women ages, you know, probably 20. I think I think I'm one of the youngest, but I think we have a 24 up to I want to say it's like 67 of these gals, about 14 to 15 of them that ride bikes. They're all different styles. There's, there's Harleys, there's a victory, there's Indians, there's Moto Guzis, there's, there's um, uh, spiders. There's a whole bunch of different bikes. And these gals are just laughing, having a good time. And we're super like, Oh, Hey, you know, Jenny, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Come chat with us. And so I was immediately welcomed in and I have a little bit of a quirky personality and I thought I was a little unique in that, but no, it turns out they're all quirky. And so it's just a group of gals who just love to go on rides and aren't scared of bikes and um, go to these big motorcycle events like Babes Right Out and, uh, you know, Blacktop Rumble and just have a great time being proud females on motorcycles. Um, and they've, they've truly become my sisters. I love them dearly. I probably talk to them every single day. Um, and, uh, um, we have these meetups. In fact, uh, we call it Brop Fest, B-R-A-A-P-F-E-S-T. So Brop Fest, we have it once a month where it's just us getting together and talking about upcoming rides we want to do or, uh, fundraising events. 
So it's just gals supporting gals on any type of motorcycle and just having this good sisterhood. That's awesome. Now, does Lita stand for anything, or do you don't have any idea of how they came up with the name? Um, I'm not. I feel like I should. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just yeah, curious, yeah. Because there's some that I've followed on social media and and whatnot. It does seem like a cool group. And then I've seen you know um, events on Facebook and whatnot for events in the Olympia area. And I think it's awesome. Yeah, I don't know exactly where the name came from. I knew it was a, a single young gal who started this group just by riding with her friends. And I'm not even sure where it started at, but it just expanded. Um, and now leaders are all over the world. Um, it's, it's great because I think one of the best things is that when I decide to ride cross country, when I decide to ride in different states, I can find the leaders group in that state and be like, hey, my name's Bungie, which is my road name. And, um, you know, I'm riding through Utah. I'm riding through Wyoming. Can I crash at your place? And it's just gals are like, yeah, cool. This is awesome. Let's go for a short ride when you're here. Or let's ride you out of the state. Um, but it's, 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 world, it's worldwide. Um, but I don't really know. I'm not one of the founders of this area. And especially with all this COVID stuff, we've all been super separated. Um, I haven't really asked that question. I just know that it's a badass group of gals. <laughs> That's awesome because, it, it, you know, you've always seen over the years, it seems to be, you know, and I don't want to try to sound sexist, but stereotype towards men, but women make up a fair chunk of also, and that demographic is growing, which is, I love it. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote an article um, for a local paper here um, about, shoot, it must have been right before COVID, so about March, February sometime, and it showed that um, of the motorcycle biker community, 19% of motorcyclists are female. And the best part about that 19% is even though it sounds like a small number, in 2017, that number was 17%. And so just, or sorry, 2019, it was 17%. So in just that short amount of time, you know, women, uh, I don't want to say this wrong, but you know, more women got some balls and threw their legs over a bike. And I know it's not a sexist thing, but, you know, motorcycling has been such a man's sport for so long or a man's recreational activity. And it's now these women are seeing how fun it is and why men ride, why they're so addicted to it and the community and the, the thrill of riding. And it makes me so excited to see that that number is constantly going up. And I'm super excited to see what the numbers are for next year. Oh, I totally agree. I think it's awesome. You know, just seeing the industry as a whole growing and more, you know, female riders that get on it and think, dude, this is just awesome. You know, the the win, the met is, you know, I like to call it the mental therapy. Just go for a ride and experience and get hooked. I'm so excited for it that um so Harley Davidson has a new CEO. Um and I can't remember his it's some it's a Russian last name, it's a very strong last name. But he is really trying to change the Harley Davidson image and make it more powerful. And there's a spot on Harley Davidson that says, you know, what's your recommendations to the company? And I'm just like, well, you should make yourselves a fat girl or a road queen or because <laughs> they have these fat bobs, these fat boys, these um, road kings. And I'm like, no, the amount that women are riding, where's my road queen at? <laughs> you know, I'm actually really tempted to make a uh, custom little decal for my bike that says road queen. You know, I would love to get a road. I love the Road King customs. Mm. I, you know, I love my Road Glide. You know, I still would love to get, you know, say a 2012, 2013-ish Road mm -hmm. Glide. But if I was going to do another bike, I would love to do a Road King oh, custom. Oh, definitely. 
I I love the customs. I love that ten inch mm-hmm. headlight, and I just I love the looks of the Road King customs. They're one of my probably my second favorite bike of Harley made. That someday there will be one of those in my garage. Also, I uh, remember my first time riding a Road King. Um, so being that I work for Harley, of course, I ride a lot of bikes. You know, we constantly had bikes going on and off the showroom floor, and I just got my heritage. And I remember hopping on the road, being like, oh, man, this is a nice bike. Like, why didn't I get didn't get one of these? Um, the only reason why I didn't um, or I'm glad that I didn't is because the turning radius on my bike um, is, is greater. But I remember this gentleman came in. I think it's called the Viscla style, um, where it's very tall bars, um, long fishtail pipes, all chromed out. And he kind of looks at me and he goes, can you ride my bike or do you want me to move it? And I kind of <laughs> I get a little cocky when it comes to bike because I know there's no bike that I can't ride. But I totally did this like, yeah, watch me and winked at him <laughs> and took it around the parking lot and did uh, my very first burnout because I was trying to show off and that I was trying to maintain my confidence and did uh, I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I, I puckered a little. <laughs> That's awesome. I got, <laughs> I got this. this. Well, you know, half of being confident is faking it. Okay. <laughs> oh, Whatever <yeah>. works. <laughs> show them. Hey. I can do this too. Oh yeah, you and that's um, that's one thing I take a lot of pride in is that I, I ride really hard. Um, I I am fearless when it comes to a bike. I've been in a couple of wrecks, and I am just absolutely fearless. There's when I'm on my bike, there's nothing that stands between me and the road. You know, I uh, I've been known to do some silly things. In fact, I um there's some pictures of me with the Lita's. I'm always standing on my bike in photos. Um, and that's because I, I do things like that. Unfortunately, when I'm riding every once in a while, I'll hop up on the seat. Um, <laughs> maybe not the best choice in the world, but, um, I just, I, bikes make me feel invincible and it's one of the best feelings in the entire world. Very true. You know, you, in a way you hop on one, you ride it and it becomes part oh, yeah. of you. You feel the road, the turns, and you just. It is. It's a very, it's hard to put the feeling into words of when you get in that groove with your bike, you know, you're riding somewhere, just how you feel, how you're comfortable with it and just how it makes you feel. And you just enjoy it. I um, was riding a road glide the other day and uh, I I started to get one of those, those emotional connections with this bike. I'm like, "Uh Oh, I'm going to have to add another one to the garage because I was going around the Nisqually Valley and just the way how it hugged the corners. It was a 2020, um, and the way it was hugging the corner, I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, I need another bike. This is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, they are nice. I, I love mine. And I have taken my dad's a couple on a few short rides and he always tells me, Hey, you need to come get it. Go for a good ride. And it seems every time I call him, Hey, I'm going to come get the bike and go for a ride. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> and saying, T, you've told me I need to come take it for a ride. And Every time I give him a call, he's like, nah, no, not, not, not today. <laughs> well, I'm so, I'm so blown away because I traded my fat boy in reluctantly for the street glide out in a way. Um, it was before I was in sales. So unfortunately I was in a high pressure sales situation and they offered me a deal that I would have been stupid not to take, but I had never ridden the street glide before. And so when I hopped on my street glide, um, first time riding and I was like, oh man, this fairing is super uncomfortable. It, it felt really heavy to me when I went to go turn my bars and I did not like that I was turning this whole fairing. Um, actually the first time I took it home, I was uh, parked on an incline. I totally tipped her over. Um, everyone's done it. Never ever should be ashamed of it. It's embarrassing, but it happens. Um, 
it happens exactly. <laughs> I tell every gal I know that's like oh I dropped my bike it's like don't worry we've all done it um but anyway I was sitting on this incline I dropped it over and I just remember fighting this bike to stand it back up and I just I never felt uh at one or in love with my street glide um and now I trade in for my heritage I love my girl I don't think I could ever get rid of her but I, there's something about the way that a road glide rides and how the bars are so independent of that fairing. I feel like I have so much more control and the, the weight is proportioned better. So I, um, I think in a, a year or so, I might have to make some more room in my garage for a second bike. Yeah, I, I love mine. And actually, the funny things, mine actually, we took the suspension off a street glide and put it on my road glide. So it actually sits mm. a little bit lower. And I really like the stance, although I do want to upgrade the the suspension in the near future. Besides, I mean, I want, I'd love to do a set of pipes. And I want to upgrade the bars because I absolutely hate the oh, stock yeah. bars on it. I want to go to probably at least 12s. But that's in the list of things that I want to get done oh, yeah. soon. But and then, you know, I would love to do a set of Legends mm, suspension. Yes, I love that Legend. You know, I've, I've looked at Legends. I mean, dude, the Revos, I really like. I've also considered Progressive. I used to hill climb a Harley, wow. and we I had Progressive suspension on the rear. And I've always been impressed with, with Progressive. They do make a quality product. Their shocks are nice. And, you know, it's, it's I don't know, flip of a coin, which way I want to go when the time comes and see which way I go, whether I go with Legends or if I'm going to go with Progressive. I'm yeah, not sure I, it constantly blows my mind how many different options there are for customization on motorcycles. Um, you know, you have your bars, your exhaust, your seats, your suspension. I mean, your, your lights, it just blows me away. And I think that's one of the blessings that I have at working at a Harley shop is I get to see all these bikes come and go. And especially working in the service department, you know, we have a lot of people that want to stage out their bike and do stage ones. And they're like, what pipe should I get Jenny? And it's like, just come down here on a Saturday and hang out. And, you know, we've got a deli there. Just come hang out at the Harley shop and just listen to bikes that come in and out. Or all of our pre-owned bikes that have these upgrades, you know, turn them on and listen to them. Go on YouTube, listen to some bikes, but you want to hear those pipes in person. And I can't tell you how many people I've said, hey, don't just buy pipes because, you know, you think they're good. Come and listen to some at the shop. Listen to people come and go. And that way you can actually hear the sound on an actual bike that you're going to love. And I think that, you know, I've had a huge um, benefit of working there because, I mean, I got to sit on a bike with the bars that I wanted when I was upgrading my bars. I got to sit on a bike and hear the pipes that I wanted on an M8. Um, I got to sit on a seat that another gal was riding and I'm only 5'7". I'm not the tallest gal and my, I was tiptoeing a little bit and I got to sit on her seat. I'm like, oh my gosh, the seat pushes me down. I love it. So I got one of those. Um, and that's my probably my biggest, my biggest um, what's the word of advice for people who are upgrading their bikes. Just go to a Harley shop on a Saturday and just listen and watch. And most bikers are so friendly that you can go up to them and say, hey, you know, first you compliment their bike because what biker doesn't want to hear? Hey, I really like your bike. Um, but then you go, hey, can I feel all your bars and see how I like them? Um, I feel really blessed that I've been rebuilding my bike and I've got to sit and feel everything that I'm putting on her. So when she is finally all completed, I, whew, whew, I just know she's going to be perfect. <laughs> I got to say, I'm, I'm a little jealous of that aspect because it's like you said, I mean, you can listen to sound bites on YouTube, on Facebook or Instagram, whatever social media you're looking at, but a sound bite and then hearing it in person, it's oh, two different things and being able to experience, I mean, 
what you get to see firsthand, whether, you know, with handlebars, lighting, exhaust. I mean, you get more of a firsthand knowledge and experience than probably 90% of us do. And I'm jealous there. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I remember when I was going out and I saw this guy I, um, with these bars and I went out to ask him what bars they were. And, you know, we're talking about being a female in the motorcycle world. It was one of these moments of, huh, why are you asking? You know, it was like he almost didn't take me seriously for a moment. And I was like, hey, you know, I, like your bike looks great. You know, he had a heritage and older one. I was like, hey, your bike looks great. I said, you know, what type of bars do you have? I really like the height. Um, you know, what type of bars are these? And he just kind of brushed me off. He goes, oh, they're, 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 they're fish hooks. And I'm like, no, these aren't fish hooks. Like I've seen, I've seen fish hooks. And I was like, I, I really like how, how wide the bar is. And, you know, was it a single piece or the internally wired? I started asking him these questions and he kind of looked at me like, who are you talking to me about bikes? <laughs> And uh, that's one thing I, I really want to help start changing in, in the industry is, um, you know, men looking at women with bikes and, and giving them more of the credit um, that some of us, we are some pretty gosh darn hard riders and we genuinely love our machines. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you, it is that, I, you know, unfortunately, I, I don't know if you want to call it that stereotype, but. So like I said, you go up to somebody and, you know, he might look, oh, you're just a woman you don't know. But when you start naming brands because you know what you're talking about from the time you're riding, you work in a dealership, you get firsthand knowledge of this, you you know what you're talking about. And, you know, the, the general questions, you, you know, some people just don't expect and like, oh, wow, yeah. you know, this lady knows what she's talking about, knows her stuff and, you know, flips a switch and on it, his it mind. It cracked maybe. me up because um, one of my best friends, I actually met her because she came in to the dealership looking to buy a bike and I ended up selling her one. We became really good friends. I introduced her to Lita's. But one of my best friends, you know, we'll, we'll, we will literally call each other on the phone and be like, hey, what do you think about these bars? Hey, did you hear this exhaust? Hey, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that pipe, but you should look at this one. And so, guys, a lot of us girls are just like you. We love everything about our bikes and we love to talk bikes. <laughs> And we all have our wish list. Oh, yeah. When we're getting we our want. manicures done, we are still talking Whether bikes, okay? <laughs> I want these headlights. I want a set of factory 47s. I want these Vance and Hines, or I want these Bazzani True Duels. I love the Messler tires, or the list can go on. I mean, we all have the, the wish list. We all see the products, and we all can imagine them on, the, you know, on our bikes. It just comes down to... Can your wallet support your wish list? And that's where everything kind that of shakes me think down right something. there. I think when I'm ready to buy new tires, I think I'm going to tell my friends I'm going shoe shopping. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm gonna, I gotta go oh get my gosh, shoes. shoes. Where'd you get your shoes? <laughs> oh man, uh, that's, that's gonna a good happen. One. I like that's it. definitely. I'll hopefully remember in the next two thousand miles before you know I'll have to remember that. <laughs> Yeah, I got I got to do a front one soon. I just did the rear, and I was amazed. I got twenty one thousand on my Dunlop on the rear. Wow! So now it's time to to get the front, get the matching one to the rear, and there'll only be a couple thousand miles between when the rear matched the front, but it'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, hey Siri, remind me to go shoe shopping in two thousand miles. <laughs> there you go oh man yeah i uh um i i i need to do more research into tires i that's one thing i've definitely neglected um i've just been typically going with the the stock dunlops but i think especially in this um in this more 
more damp, wet environments, I'm going to have to look at some different shoes because um, I'm used to riding where, you know, it's very dry, didn't rain a lot. Um, but part of me here, I think I'm definitely have to do some consideration, some research into that. I, I'm not uh, what people would call a fair weather rider. Um, if it's raining, I don't care. I'm still gonna throw my leg on my bike. I will. Mm, I paid a lot for her. I'm gonna get my money's worth out of her. <laughs> there you go. Get those oh, miles yeah, of smiles. Bad day, ride a bike. Good day, ride a bike. Not so, uh, whatever day, go ride your bike. Hey, that's how I was this morning. Hey, it's blue skies. It's a little chilly. That's all right. I'll just put on another layer and I'm going to go ride to take care of stuff I need to do today. I was asking my girlfriend if she was going to ride today or yesterday, I think. And she's like, um, is it a day that ends in Y? So why not? And I was like, okay, that's good. All right. I like that. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Well, shoot, this has been fun. I, you know, I definitely think that uh, we could do another episode or two and just continue this because this has been awesome. I've, I've enjoyed it, and you know, your company, your passion, the the industry, and you know, just the the passion and thrill for writing is awesome. And I think you're an amazing person. And like I said, I can't wait to continue this and actually, you know, hopefully in the near future, meet face to face. I would love that. Have a good time. Just, you know, giving you the two wheels down. You know, when you're riding, I would love to. You know, actually see you and get one of these Coronas and say, we got the Rona, you know, and, and have this conversation. There again. You go. But I, I have to ask you a quick question before we sign off here. You know how we do two fingers okay. down for two wheels, two rubber on the road, right? When you see a trike, do you right. throw a three? You know, that's a good point. I don't <laughs> think I do. I was just thinking of that when we were talking, cause I was kind of doing the motion when I was talking about it. And I was like, huh, trikes. I'm have to start doing three when I see a trike. I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Let me know. Get a little bit of scientific experience with it. And, uh, <laughs> Definitely. See well, how it happens. Thank you for having me on your show. I, I can't wait to do this again. And um, I hope that when um, I start getting my show going, that we can have all these conversations and we can talk bikes some more. You know, I'll never get sick of that. Absolutely. Hey, I'm gay for you. You know, you got your thing going. And actually, if you'd like to tell everybody, You've actually have started yours, so why don't you go ahead and give them a little promo. So um, I recently started a podcast called Life Behind My Bars. Um, I know it's on Spotify. I did my first episode as my intro, you know, rev your engines. Let's get into it. And um, I kind of look forward to doing the same thing that we're doing here. Um, But I I definitely want to use the conversations to both inspire and encourage both new and current riders to go ride a few extra miles. And um, I'm super excited to do, you know, Motorcycle Mondays and have these conversations and um yeah i'm super excited because i live my life behind my bars and i really hope that some people can uh, live that same life with me absolutely i i think it's awesome and you know like i said hopefully we'll do an episode oh, when man, you're I'd ready let me know and I'd, I'd love to do an episode it'd be fun you know thank you for coming on here and i'd love to you know flip the fear of the other way and come talk with you and do your show too it'd be a lot of fun and Hey, it's yeah. exposure for both of us. We have to go out for a ride, you know. We'll get those Ronas sometime, but all this stuff needs to go away, and then we'll we'll definitely be doing that. Heck yeah! I'll head down the canal. You head up the canal. Oh, and head down the Guida. Like <laughs> well, thank you again. Me too. Hey, well, absolutely. Thanks for coming on, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and y'all ride safe and enjoy <laughs> Bye, those guys. miles of smiles. Bye. Bye. Thanks for coming in, Jenny.